Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Got a question about podcasting? There are dozens of support groups or conferences for you to attend, often for free. But beyond feeling good, does providing support provide a benefit to working podcasters? Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. I have a complicated relationship with community-driven podcasting groups and events. On one hand, I've started plenty of community-driven podcasting groups and events, and of course, I've been plenty involved in the groups and events shared by others. But I also deeply question their value, especially to working, established podcasters. Allow me to explain. See, community is one of the aspects that people, and and me included because I am also people, love about podcasting. It's great that we've got all these online support groups. It's great that once the pandemic is over, we can start going back to conferences and meeting people. It's just a wonderful thing. Everybody is so helpful, most of them, in podcasting. We've got plenty of helpful resources online that you can go to. You can turn to these groups, to these people, and ask questions when you have a question. You probably did that quite a lot when you started out in podcasting. Without these helpful groups and resources, what are we going to do? Search for the answers? Goodness, that's a bad idea. There's all sorts of bad ideas, bad information, myths that exist out there. How do you really separate the wheat from the chaff? Going to these podcasting groups, well, you might think it might help that, but I I oftentimes hear people giving out those same myths and advice back to people. That's a problem. And, and, and the problem is, the, the, the reason behind that is, when you get involved with these community groups, even conferences, it doesn't take you very long before you suddenly are the one providing answers and providing support back down the chain. Again, that's a good thing. Hey, this worked for me is a very valid thing to say and a valid opinion that needs to be aired out there. Not questioning that whatsoever. But keep this in mind. You have been admitted into this group and because there is no gatekeeping other than, are you a podcaster? Great, come on in. Other than maybe the credentials required to get up on stage to say, yes, I have a podcast to these groups, to these conferences. No one's really doing a deep dive to your background or your credentials. Or I guess the way you should say this as opposed to about you is anybody up there on stage could be giving advice that's eh. Anybody in the group could be giving advice down that no one's really vetted, which is why you'll oftentimes see conflicting opinions in those community groups. 
doesn't take credentials to get your opinion heard. It just takes longevity. So what's the big deal about that, Evo? Well, that leads to what I consider the mediocritization of podcasting. Making it mediocre. When there's not a lot of difference between the amount of time it takes someone to ask a question and start providing answers to question, we get those, the, the advice we get in those areas becomes rather mediocre. Now, the, the, the groups out there, the, the, whether they're true conferences and organizations, or whether they're online groups, they, they really, I think, do their best to bring pros in. I think they understand this is a problem. And so they want to bring professionals in, but, but that's really hard to do. In a, in a group setting where every, people of all level are asking questions, it's very difficult for anyone to get value out of a pro. Because a pro may come in, a professional may come in and be want to be helpful and say, yeah, ask me anything. I'll take whatever questions you've got. But they're getting advice literally from everyone. That person might have started podcasting yesterday or not even started podcasting yet. The questions that somebody who's been podcasting for five or six years with an established show that has 10 to 20,000 listeners who wants to grow even further might have a different set of questions and certainly needs to hear different answers from that professional. Think of it this way. If Serena Williams, the tennis pro, held an open group lesson where anybody could show up, does anybody get real value from that? I mean, other than being starstruck by hanging out with Serena Williams for a day. But do the pros or the soon-to-be pros underneath her, maybe the collegiate-level athletes, or maybe someone who's on the pro circuit but on a lower level, are, are they getting any value of that open, really, uh, question-and-answer period? Or, or let's, let's play tennis together with Serena Williams if everybody else is there as well? And is, is Serena Williams getting any value from something like that? Solutions to this aren't easy. I'm remembering back many years ago when I wrote Expert Podcasting Practices for Dummies. I was all excited about writing that book when the offer came in to T and I, T. Morris, my co-author. But very quickly, probably 25% into it, I wasn't having fun. It was not enjoyable to write this book, which ostensibly was to take your podcast to the next level. And I didn't like doing it. I wasn't fun for me because the imposter syndrome hit really, really, really bad. Plus, expert podcasting practices for dummies. What are we talking to the low audience? The mid I just didn't really enjoy it, serving way too many masters on there. So I get it. I get this problem. I don't know that there's really an answer that I have for you, but, but I do have two pieces of advice. If you don't want to have your podcast caught up in that mediocritization, but you still want to be involved in groups and support, my suggestion to you is form your own peer group or find a peer group. Find a peer group of people, of podcasters who have close, but not necessarily matching skill levels. They don't have to be all in the same genre, although there is definitely a smart reason for doing that if you want to. But still, just talking with podcasters a little above your level or maybe a little below your level so you're close together would be a very, very smart 
thing. You def- definitely want to have people on it who are better at this than you are, who have upskilled, up-leveled their skills at least one of maybe two notches ahead of you. And you can make that formal where you meet every other week. You can make it informal as I have. When I have questions, I ask these people these things. It's up to you. But you're going to go to them first. Build your own peer group of people you can ask questions of. Second piece of advice is if you really do enjoy giving the basic one-on-one level advice in groups, in forums, in conferences, then then keep doing that. I'm not suggesting you should not do that. Look, people, I get a charge, or I used to get a charge out of talking and helping at that level. It's it's less of that for me now, but if that's really what charges you up, and, and we also need people to do that. There's always an, a never-ending wave of new people coming to podcasting who need to hear from pros to keep them doing things the right way. Yes, by all means, keep doing that if, in fact, that's what you want to do. For me, I'm going to keep focused here on the middle level. I'm going to try and make this show that uh, that that support group, if you will, I guess, so that it's not necessarily for beginners and it's not necessarily for pros, but somewhere in the middle. Yeah, that's who I'm trying to talk to for the 21 season of podcast pontifications. By the way, if you know a working podcaster who needs to hear this kind of advice, please share this with him. Yeah, send them a link to podcast pontifications because, again, trying to do something different with the advice and content I provide here today. And if you really like what I had to say, you really liked it and you said, this guy's smart, go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and toss a couple of shekels my way. That's always nice. All right, that's it. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe 
has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.